Welcome to the Invincible Innovation Show, the podcast for changemakers. Each week, I talk to the most fascinating entrepreneurs and innovation leaders about innovation, strategy, and design. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here with me. And uh, I'm Adima Zorkaria. We're in Invisible Innovation. And today, I'm so excited to have Jim Kalbach with me. He is a noted author and speaker and a user experience expert. And I really love his work. Today, he's the head of customer experience in Euro. So I'm very happy to have him with me. Hi, Jim. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, I hope it's going to be like lots of fun. Uh, today, we're going to talk about your new book. So exciting. The Jobs right. to be Done Playbook, right? Yeah, yeah The Jobs yeah. to be Done Playbook. One of my favorite topics to talk about. Yeah, it's so exciting just to think about this topic and all the potential it has. I know that you've been working with very big companies like eBay and Audi and, and Citrix so on. So you probably have lots of experience just to show how this could be implemented. So first I want to just tell a so- short story. How do we get to know each other? Like two years ago, we met in Google in uh, the Sprint uh, um, Summit and you gave me this book, which was a very, very good book. Uh-huh. I really loved it. And we had a workshop and I, I really enjoyed the workshop. So I'm sure like today we're going to have fun. By the way, I couldn't order from Amazon to Israel your books. So that's why oh. I didn't read it yet. But <laughs> this is why we're having this talk, right? So, All right. So, yeah. So tell me, why, why did you decide to write about the jobs to be done? Why is like so fascinating for you to talk about it? Sure. So um, I came across the concept of jobs to be done in 2003. I read an article by Tony Olwick called uh, Turn Customer Input into Innovation. And that appeared in the Harvard Business Review. And typically, if you're looking at the Harvard Business Review, you know, they're talking about strategy or, you know, some, some financial aspect of business. And uh, it really struck me the ti- just even just the title of that article, and that was my first exposure to um, jobs to be done. And at the time, I was working in design and innovation teams, and it just really rung true to me, um, you know, the human-centered kind of thinking that was wrapped up in jobs to be done. So I started learning uh, more about the topic and trying it out uh, as well too on uh, you know the projects and the teams that I was working with at the time. Um, and ever since then, so it's about 17 years ago, um, I've been working with uh, jobs to be done in various um, projects and various teams, internal at large organizations, external with agencies as well too. Um, and I found this growing body of practitioners that are also attracted to the topic like like I was, but they don't necessarily need a big method or you know consultants consultants, a powerful consultants to come in. And they're also not defining corporate strategy. And they just wanted to use some of the jobs thinking as I ta- as I call it. They just wanted to use it on their projects. So I really wrote the book, uh, a to kind of summarize my experience with jobs to be done, but also to help, um, you know, clarify and hopefully maybe even simplify um, the field for others, practitioners, to just be able to apply it on 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 their projects. Um, yeah. You know, maybe even just one technique or so like that 
Um, and that's, you know, I, very often the workshops that I give, I talk about a, a practical approach to jobs right. to be done. And that's, that's really what I was hoping the, the book would help people um, be able to do just a just use it yeah. on their projects. Yeah. yeah, make it practical and not too high level strategy, something that you Correct. could use in your daily life in a project. Correct, yeah. It, you can also use jobs to be done though at a high level strategy. So corporate strategy, product strategy. Um, so it does have that strategic potential. Um, and then, you know, you, you have to really be careful when you're working at that level of altitude that, you know, the methodology and the rigor is there and that the sample's right and that your interpretation is correct because you're making strategic decisions based on jobs right. to be done research. But other times, you know, you're just trying to improve an onboarding experience or, you know, you, you're, you're just trying to launch a new project or something like that. And you want to be able to, you, you want to, you want to be able to have more tools in your toolbox to be able to steer you know, human-centered conversations. Right. And if someone will ask you, what is like jobs to be done, like in a few sentences, how would you mm -hmm. describe this method? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I mean, ultimately jobs to be done is a lens. It's a, it's a perspective. I call it a way of seeing. Um, it, and it's also a mindset. And in, in, a, in a nutshell, it's a way of seeing your markets, the people in the markets that you're serving, um, independent of any solution, including yours. So jobs to be done are about what people are trying to get done. It's not about how they interact with your brand or your product, right? So when we talk about yeah. a customer journey map and optimizing conversion flows, or even something like a usability test, that's all about your product and your solution. The question mm -hmm. is, how do we talk about what people are trying to get done completely independent of any solution? And that's what jobs to be done does is it gives us a language. So ultimately jobs to be done is a language. It's a way of taking feedback from the outside world, talking to people, observing them, uh, and to putting it into categories and building models that you can then use to have conversations internally that lead to action. But it explicitly expunges any language around technology, product, brand, or solutions so that you're really only your starting point and your ending point is talking about the problems that people are trying to solve, right? So it's a real, it's yeah, a real good yeah. pro problem space uh, type of uh, a research. Uh, yeah, approach. you always try to get in love with the problem and work with the, not with the solution. Correct. This is how we can say Correct. it. Yeah. Correct. So that's a, that's a tangible way of really understanding what people are trying to achieve. What are their goals Correct. while they're interacting with Correct. anything, not specifically your a product could, could you give correct. me like a good example of that like most people when they think about the product they think maybe about the technology about the persona about correct. like many things that people are really aware of but jobs to be done is explicitly related to the actions that that needs to be done like what is the goal right exactly um i like to say objective so i, th I think about mm -hmm. um jobs to be done as a way of describing objectives that people have. Mm -hmm. um, I don't call it tax, tasks or actions, <clears throat> um, but rather the objectives that people have. And then the language separates that from outcomes that people want to have, right? So mm -hmm. you could, you could, you can take, you know, a simple, um, any, any simple objective that people have. Uh, let, let me think of a good one. Um, I mean, I, in the book, I often use things like um, preparing a meal or completing a project or attending a conference. Um, and let's just use that one. So attending a conference, you would, you would frame that as the, the, the main job. Uh, and then the idea is to find a job performer. So you don't talk about personas at first. You can use personas mm -hmm. later. 
But up front, you basically just say anybody attending a conference is a conference right. attendee. So I want to understand how conference attendees attend conferences. Um, and then you can map out a process for attending a conferences. Again, it has nothing to do with your conference or your app, your conference app. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the technology and the means. So it's not about interacting with a tool or a product. It's about how people, um, what their objective and desired outcomes are from attending a conference, right? And right. then th there's specific categories and there's specific formats that you can use that um, help you describe that space attending a conference if that's what we want to look at you can describe that problem space without using any technology right it's like what people are want to achieve as you say when they're going to uh, right. to this kind of like yeah. and it's more about uh, understanding uh, right, what yeah. they what they need because in many cases if it's a yeah. new product you don't have anything to offer them you just it, want to understand that's correct what the problem that, is that, that that's correct and in fact when i give a workshop when I give workshops on jobs to be done, I often use, um, I use some different scenarios, but one of the scenarios that I use, I say, pretend you're a startup and you don't, you, you want to know, I mean, you could say you're in the software business, but that's irrelevant. But um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the first goal is to say, you want to create a service that helps in this case would be helps uh, conference attendees attend conferences. And you want to know where your biggest opportunity is in the market by looking at that process and the outcomes and what people want to achieve. Um, so I use the startup scenario to, to show that you don't have to have an existing product or even be on the market. There's no, there's nothing there yet, but you can still understand what people are trying to get done right now that right. that might cause some confusion though, because most of the times we're not in a startup with a blank sheet of paper. And most right. of the times we do have a product and a brand. And the right. trick is the real the real trick is to remove yourself from the language and from the equation and right. almost quote unquote pretend like you're a startup and you're creating something new. How would you understand the field that you're in without looking at it through the lens of your own product or brand? Yeah, most most companies who do have a brand, they, they don't really talk to their users in that sense. They talk in the context of their right. products, not in the context of the problem. Right. Like so it's a way to really understand Correct. how people yeah. act. So I think it's a very Correct. good way to, to, to really understand what is the change or what are the uh, differences in your what you think people do and what they really want to achieve. Yeah. Because sometimes you have this Correct. image in your mind. Correct. And Correct. today we're, we're just in front of this very big change in the world. And we need to really understand right. that even if a company has a product, they need to understand yeah. what the change is and how can they Correct. enhance their product in order to really understand their users again, because their users and the markets changed. Like, how Correct. do you see that helping companies innovate better? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's about, it's, it's almost, it's almost uh, ironic, but in order to innovate uh, and improve your product, um, it, it's let's understand the world out, outside of your product. So right. it's okay, we want to fix your product, but the first step is not to dive into your product or your brand and then say, you know, go to customers and say, hey, do you want more of this or do you want more of that? You know, it's like, no, let's just put that product away, right? And let's just talk about what you're doing. So Jobs to be Done is really, um, it, it's really about the sequence of innovation and improvement, right? And what it says is that if you want to innovate, the starting point isn't from a piece of technology or an existing brand or product. The starting point is putting all of that to the side momentarily. Let's just put that to the side. You have plenty of time to talk about that later. 
right? Yeah. Don't worry about it. We will talk about your buttons and your logo and your brand and your conversion rates. We'll talk about all that later. Let's just for now, as the starting point, let's talk about people and their problems independent of all of that. Let's find where we can affect that the most. What are the levers that we can push? Like where are the weak spots? Okay, there's a weak spot because we, we mapped out a process, right? You want to uh, attend a conference. Let's map out the, uh, how people attend conferences. Okay, where's the biggest need that we can address, right? And then you and then you take that back and you overlay that on top of your product and brand in right. a second in a second mode of thinking, right? So first mode, let's understand the problem, and then you overlay the problem back on your solution, whatever that is, and then you see where what you and then from that you say, oh well, if we need to help people select which conference to attend, and we don't do that, then we need to do more of that, right? Right. Or right. or maybe we do that great. What else can we do? So in in any event, the opportunity then comes. When you marry the the problem with this with the solution, then you right. can see where your opportunities are, and, and yeah, that right. and then that drives action. But that's a second step. Do that later. The yeah. com companies are great about talking about themselves with themselves. Sure. Believe me, you will not you will not have a problem getting your company to talk about its own solution and brand. Right? Yeah. That's not the right. the trick. Is how do you talk about people without talking about your company and brand? And that's yeah, what right. done helps us too. Yeah. yeah right. Especially now, you gave the example of the conference, but you know, like it's one of the yeah. domains that we all know that's going to change like drastically. And the, yeah. the what people want to achieve in a conference is the same more or less. Yeah. They want to it's the same. Meet that's people. right. Correct. They want to mingle, they want to get information. They, they want to they, learn a new topic, right? They want to interact with speakers and authors. They want to learn new to topics in the field. They want to stay current. They want to advance their careers. They want to net expand their networks. All of those things stay the same, but how we're going to be doing that is going to change, right? Right In the future, even even you know post-pandemic, even, even the conferences a year from now, let's say they are in person, the, the rules of engagement will change, like maybe no handshaking, right. wearing masks. I don't know, you know who, who knows what. Um, yeah. But the uh, but the uh, but the objective and the outcomes will be the same, more or less. Right, right. When we think yeah. about it, it's not related to the solution; it's related to the problem domain Correct. because Correct. this is what they want to achieve, and we can achieve, we can achieve that in so many other ways than what Correct. we are doing today. So that, that's really interesting because, as I see it, it's a really big change that could invite lots of innovation and thinking right. out of the box and doing things differently. So that's a great way to do so, I guess. And yeah, could, absolutely. Could you give me like a use case that you worked with a the company, they have done this process and they created the jobs to be done. Um, how do you call it? Canvas? Maybe yeah. it's a canvas. And, and yeah. it helped them make their product better and change it. Like give me right. an example. Sh sure. Um, so um, most of the, and you know, this is what I was saying at the beginning that I found, mm -hmm. you know, I found this growing body of practitioners that just wanted to use jobs to be done in, in their current projects. And a lot of the time that I've used jobs to be done, it hasn't necessarily replaced other other things that were already going on, but it's enhanced right. things that were going on. So one of the case studies that I talk about in the book, uh, I was working with uh, Citrix, the makers of GoToMeeting. They also make GoToWebinar. So it's oh, webinar yeah. uh, con conferencing tool. Yeah. Um, and I, I was on that, that, that product team, the steering committee and, um, working from a design perspective and working with the researchers in, in my team. And we did some jobs to be done research and we created a map and we had job statements and outcome statements. And then we did some uh, surveys. We did some quantification of where we thought the opportunities mm -hmm. were. We brought that back to the, to the, to the team, to the steering committee team. Uh, they were, they were actually looking at some pricing and packaging uh, at the mm -hmm. time. 
how do you how how do they create different levels of pricing and packaging based on things like keep features and capabilities like what are what are people willing to pay more for right yeah yeah um and, and they had done some focus groups with uh they we had a consultancy that was helping us with, with focus groups but then we brought back this jobs to be done data and what it did was it confirmed some of their their beliefs based on the, the focus groups so those those activities are not bad if you're doing pricing and packaging you know, you can still do yeah, a focus group, but what we were able to do is triangulate that with jobs um, uh, uh, research that we did. And we said, oh yeah, that is actually an unmet need. If you look at the problem space, that's an unmet need that people have mm -hmm. actually that, that capability. You want to charge more for that? We believe based on our research, and it really is just a belief, but based on our research, we believe that that capability people will be willing to pay more for because it, they need to get their job done in that in yeah. with that aspect of, of our platform and then there were some other things that wasn't on their radar that then we had conversations about like well maybe you know maybe they're because the focus groups and the research that they did didn't pick up some of these things but maybe those are things then if we look at how those unmet needs correspond to features maybe those are things that people want um as well too so you know yeah. it was just an example of of we, we we did some research and then we brought it back and that that data was then triangulated with other motions that were already going on but it provided a fresh perspective right. and it, it, let, it, it, it led to new conversations like, yeah, you know, why did your research miss this? Or like, how how important is this then to us as a company? What we found from mm -hmm. our research, I mean, um, and it led to new conversations and it, it provided it provided real insight that allowed us to, sure. to, to make decisions. Yeah, I believe that in general, people really are very into data. You know, they want a yeah, right. qualitative data and lots of data, and they think they can get insights only from that. And people sometimes right. forget that it's right. not enough. You need to understand people and why they right. do things and, and something right. that you cannot gather any data from your product for sure, because it's right. only one, one way of doing that. Correct. And, and in, yeah. in general, I think that talking to people is something that like sure. someone coming from user experience really know that that's important yeah. but they don't always get the chance to do so i i worked with many products yeah. and you know people are not doing that that much right correct like, so yeah yeah i mean i think you're absolutely right your interpretation of quantitative data is only as good as uh your interpretation it's it's only as good as the interpretation and the the way that you interpret that is informed by lots of things. So not the data itself, but the interpretation of the data is informed by lots of things. And by doing jobs to be done research, we actually help them inform how they're interpreting their data as well, too, because you can get to some of the why, like you were talking about. You can also mm -hmm. get to some of the you know, valid real life stories that be then become a part of the the interpretation scheme of of the quantitative data as well too so that's super super important and jobs to be done helps helps teams in the, it's a, it's a little bit more of a tacit outcome right but i right. would say be, because jobs to be done re requires you to engage with your markets and talk to them about their problems not about your brand and you you need to do a lot of research and uh, and a lot of interviewing that that also helps teams and, and companies as a whole um, become fuller and richer in their qualitative sense of the world 
so that the, so that they can interpret the quantitative data in a valid way, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think it's yeah. it's seeing the people and not the numbers when you yeah. really know what what yeah. they they want to achieve, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, then it, when you see the numbers, you're like, oh, that okay. The explanation for that, the correlation to that, is is probably related to this phenomena that we reserve that we observed in the real world. Right. Um, so for you know for me, but this is this is getting to a really important point. Um, that you know the thing that i was one of the things that attracted me to jobs to be done is that it's not a design discipline it didn't come from the design world so it's not like design hey design thinking come come in, come into the into our world designers are basically saying come into our yeah. world and think like us what jobs to be done is saying is no the whole company can be user centered uh, in its thinking and here's this technique that's not owned by design it's not a design tool right it's a way right. that the whole company can have this, this perspective. So I've been talking about, instead of human-centered design, I talk about human-centered business, right? Because it doesn't matter if the design team has this human-centered thinking, you really need the whole business to be human-centered right. thinking. And for right. me, I, when, when I saw Jobs to Be Done, I said, wow, here's a really great chance. Because now this isn't a design discipline that, I, that I've read all about and practiced, and I'm yeah. trying to peddle on, on my stakeholders or invite them into my world. I'm saying yeah. this is this is actually your world here. Look, here are business leaders, you know, talking about jobs to be done. Right. And it's not owned by me. Anybody marketing, you want to use jobs to be done? Fine. Sales people, you want to use jobs to be done? So teams around the organization can also grab on jobs to be done and use it for their own tools so that then right. when you come together, everybody's kind of, oh yeah, we're talking about the job that people are trying to get done. And there's this more, there's more common ground across yeah. the company around human-centered thinking. Yeah, it's like a focal point for everyone that it's simple enough in order to understand and it's not like yep. too creative, yeah. too like related exactly. to design. And, and it's a Correct. good way to, to, to talk to everyone and they have a common ground that they can really discuss because sometimes when you see people coming from design and they are very oriented to something which is not that communicative. So they need to understand, like explain, and people need to understand them. And this is something very tangible and practical. So you can understand that this is what people are trying to achieve. That's the job. And, and everyone uh, from marketing, as you said, maybe from leadership and, and people from even development, they understand it's very yeah. related to what they need to really achieve in the end. And then they can pour it into their methodologies right. and, and the way they're thinking. Correct. Because right, as, I, right. as I see it, the biggest problem for design is to really get through. It's not always like advocating. Uh, it's really hard to advocate, right? But once oh, it's I, really, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really oh, yeah, hard. I mean, I, I, oh, it's really hard. I mean, I, you know, when I think back at my time, it's, you know, when I was in design teams, I spent 50% I spent of my time, you know, not, it wasn't about the craft. It was about the persuasion and the evangelism that you have to do for why 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 you believe that's the best direction, you know, based on interviews or observations or being close to customers and you know all of that stuff. It was all of the it was all of the stuff off the screen or off the page, the political and the evangelism that yeah. took up so much time. And so when I saw jobs to be done, you know, 17 years ago, I thought it was an opportunity. I thought it was an opportunity for designers to be talking in a human-centered way but not using our own language and then in expecting people to adopt our language. And if you look at, you know, if you look at uh, goal-directed design from Alan Cooper or contextual inquiry from Karen Holdsblatt or task analysis, Jenny Redditch, uh, there's other things, voice of the customer. There's a lot of fields that have been also been around for decades and they're saying, hey, we've already been doing this. And, and my, my kind of response to that is, yeah, but you've been doing it 
for as a design method for designers, expecting other disciplines to take that and adapt it to their method. And it's sometimes it's hidden in a 700 page book. And it's like a marketing person is never going to read a 700 page yeah. book about interface design and pick out the little bit that's relevant to them and then understand that. JavaScript sure. is the other way around. It, it's basically from the beginning, it's open source. And it says any, you know, anybody yeah. can use this, right? So it's not, it's, it's not a closed system, it's more of an open system. When I, yeah. when, I, when I realized that around jobs to be done, I thought everybody in the field would be picking up to it. But there's a lot of naysayers or, or skeptical people in, the, in design fields yeah. oh, around right. jobs to be done because they're saying, wait, we've already done this. This is the same as blah, 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 you know, X, Y, Z, it's the same thing. I'm like, yeah, it pretty much is the same, but you know, that actually failed. <laughs> that that yeah. failed to make a difference. No, right. Because nobody's doing it. Not even designers are doing that method. So why would yeah. you expect the entire company to be doing? It? So yeah, there might be a little bit of a wave right now around jobs to be done. But I think that's good. That's a good thing. I'm I'm seeing. I'm talking to marketing teams. I just had a call last week with a marketing team using jobs to be done to structure their marketing campaigns. I talked to people in customer success. They're using jobs to be done to yeah, understand the objectives that people have. Sales teams using it for uh, product discovery. Uh, product managers mm -hmm. using it to help drive their roadmaps. Um, I think yeah. that's a good thing. I think we should. I think we should take the good parts, namely that JavaScript is a language. You know, the answer to your first question was JavaScript is a language, right? But it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's more of an Esperanto type language, right? It, it, every, anybody can learn how to speak it, uh, yeah, and I think that's I, super powerful. Yeah. Of course, I think that the biggest challenge for design is communication. That everybody would be aligned, yep. because if they're not aligned, you need to Correct. have so much work, you know, to make Correct. it happen. If not, you need to just to explain yourself all the time. That's right. So tell me what would Correct. be like yeah. a tip you would give a struggling company right now that they are they have their customers and yeah. clients and yeah. markets even change. What would be like one yeah. tip that you would tell them to do like first thing tomorrow? First thing that I would uh, do, well, two different ways uh, I think I might answer that question. The, the first one mm -hmm. is... Um, don't try to boil the ocean. Um, you know, I, ju I, I, just, I just talked about, you know, these benefits, these very holistic benefits of job, potential benefits of jobs to be done across a company, across teams and that kind of thing. But it's not a panacea. It's not going to solve all of your problems. Um, and you don't have to, you don't have to use, you, you don't have to throw out everything that you've currently been doing and then switch to jobs to be done, right? And say, oh, we're, we're only we're only doing jobs to be done type research and analysis for moving on. It, it can be um, it can be just a part of what you do. So kind of start small and, and start injecting it into your practices. And that's why I wrote the book as a playbook, because there are individual techniques that you can use independent of each other, but you can also string them together as recipes. So if you do want to do a full jobs to be done program, you can do that, but you can also just do a technique. Um, yeah. so, so don't try to boil the ocean, you know, um, all at once um, is, is one, one recommendation I have. But the, the other one th that I would have is I think there are two key things that you need to do. One is you need to talk to people and I don't even say customers or users, just people right. in your market people. that you're trying to, people doing that thing, whatever it is, um, you know, preparing a meal or planning their long-time financial well-being or facilitating a workshop or completing a project at work or getting energy in the morning or whatever, however you define the job. But once you define mm -hmm. the, the main job that you want to understand, talk to people about doing that and understand the problem in and of itself. Um, right. The next thing that, that, that I recommend doing is mapping that out. 
as a process right. be, um, right. because jobs to be done because it's not just a task uh, that has a check mark. We're looking at it as an objective, what people want to achieve. It has a before, during and an after, a beginning, middle and an end. Um, and you can always map it out as a process. So you want to understand the process of trying to achieve something. Uh, and from your research, so do, do the research, talk about the problems without talking about the solutions, and then map it out. And I think a, a job map is kind of a key springboard into other jobs techniques and also into other techniques as well, too. And if you, if you understand and get agreement um, across teams about what the, what the main job is and what the process is, so you can actually map it out as steps. Yeah. Um, that would be a, that, that, and it's fairly easy to do. It's actually fairly, relatively speaking, it's easy to do that. So yeah. I'd recommend doing those two things: interviews and then do a job map. Yeah, and mapping is a good place to get aligned because it's something tangible yeah. and everybody could see and understand that. So that's the importance yeah. of really yeah. seeing. You know what somebody should write a book about that. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm biased. You know, I have. I have, I just read, read some of it yesterday again, uh, again and I have your autograph. Oh, nice. Yeah, the autogram there. Yeah, nice. I really yeah. loved it. I really loved the okay. book, and especially the customer journey part. I, I came back to it again and again before. Right. Uh, and, and let's say, let's talk about, you, you mentioned uh, support, marketing, uh, people from product, right. of course, and yeah. management, strategy. Like, right, yeah. Who would be the main person that you would imagine will be the first one to say, yeah, let, let's try this thing. Let's mm. do this. Who would be like, that, is it, it that, that, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Um, and it's, uh, it's also a question I had when writing the book because my publisher said, who is this for? Right. You know, who's this for? And, and the answer that they wanted to hear was this is for UX designers or this is for product managers, right? And I was right. like, it's for anybody who wants to be a change maker in their organization. It's for anybody who wants to have, you know, human centered business as, a, as an approach. Um, right. And what, what, I'm, what, what I'm seeing is that there are organizations where marketing teams are starting jobs to be done in their, they're the first to start jobs to be done efforts in their organization. Uh, in others, it's the design team uh, or and or product teams as well too. Um, it probably probably less sales. I've seen less sales, um, but I've also seen customer success people using jobs to be done a lot. So um, I guess the the other side of the coin. So if the one side is jobs to be done is this language that can cross the companies, the the other side is well, where where do you start then, <laughs> right? Or who, right. who drives the who drives that in? Yeah. Because it could be any of those, right? And then and then what yeah. happens is the marketing team's doing it over here and the design team's doing it over here, but they're not talking about the same right. thing. They framed it differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I think though, you know, I, I have it's a great question. And I really don't have a mm -hmm. I don't have an answer. I'm going to be thinking about this one yeah, after we hang it. up here. But um, yeah. off the off the bat, I would say um, it tends to be. It tends to be teams that already have a lot of contact with customers and do a lot of research anyway. So it's yeah. probably going to be design, UX, user research, or marketing and market research uh, teams right. that are going to be the start, starting point for jobs in an organization. Yeah. I think that in general, you see that people understand that the people who talk to these people, it could be support or marketing or, or research, they have yeah. lots of insights that sometimes they... 
people Correct. overlook it because it's like in the reports we have the data, but they don't really talk to these people and, and they don't have a place yeah. in the in the table, you know, like for to calling the shots. Yeah, right. And once you have yeah. something which is tangible for everyone, you could really make yeah. an impact because you know we are as as designers, yeah. we want to have the impact on on the product and not right. only like pretty colors, you know, like most people when they hear Correct. design, they think about um the most common thing what is design as I, as I see it this is the yeah. way of, of understanding a problem and and really tackling and understanding what could be done with this Correct. problem and Correct. and today we have like so many like abundance of, of problems to be to be solved and as right. a society I really believe what you call like human-centered uh, design or human-centered methodology it's something so crucial for us because sometimes yeah. we are so focused on the technology or the solution or the yeah. product right as as I see it like Agreed. today yeah. yeah even more than usual like as I see it yeah, today uh, I I think so yeah I call it human-centered business Business. So it's 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 yeah. everything. It's not just design. It's not even just marketing or sales. It's the I want I want my whole organization thinking about um, humans. And I don't say user centered, and I don't say customer centered either, because users and customers are uh, auto automatically they're interacting with a tool or a product because they're users or customers of X of right. my brand of my solution. So just by calling somebody a user or customer, you're already classifying them. In a, in a way that you don't you shouldn't classify people in in uh, jobs language so I talk about human-centered business and um, it, it's really about understanding people and what they're trying to get done you just use a nice phrase called problems to be solved and uh, some people have been using that as a synonym for jobs to be done so the oh, job really? to be done yeah you can think about a job to be done is a problem to be solved it's almost a synonym right. for the right so, that really makes sense. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, right. We're almost done. We have like oh. about half an hour. So yeah. first, I'm gonna place the. You see the picture. For there you. it is. Yeah. And yeah. and do you, like what would you say? Like if somebody is thinking about reading this book. Oh yeah, you have it live. It's better <laughs> than what I have. <laughs> so what would be like the thing that you say like it could help you with, or this is something you need for. Like, what will be the slogan if I would ask you? Like, if you want to make a change or? Yeah, um, I, th I think it's if you, want, if you want to be a thought leader and a change maker in your organization, particularly around trying to make your organization be more human-centered in its approach. So if you want to be a change maker in human-centered business, that's a little buzz buzzwordy. Um, so you might not want to say yeah. it that way, but it is really about making a change or trying to trying to make a difference. And the difference is, as you just mentioned, you know, in in these times, you know, with with the, with global economies and online uh, businesses, and now we have the pandemic. I think companies need to be resilient. Um, and you know, typical ways of managing efficiency and spread uh, spreadsheets and quotas and things like that um, don't necessarily make us a more resilient. Sure. Um, so, so I think, and that's why I say it's, it's really about being a change maker that you, you want your organization to be more resilient, but in particular from a human centered standpoint. Yeah. And I think the resilience come from the willingness to change, to adapt, Correct. to be Correct. flexible, because if you'll be resilient, but very stiff, you, you'll yeah. be bro broken after a change. Agree. 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 And you know, I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of managers or even people out there that would say I'm not resilient. And you know, and the reality is, 
they do want change, but the organization has these structures of, you know, functional silos, uh, financial incentives, uh, decision making, that the decision making is what um, is rigid and keeps us from making change uh, changes. So how do you how do you influence that decision making is really right. what you need to influence. And I think jobs has the potential to do it because very rarely is, is you know, something from a design community. And I'm, I'm just kind of that's diminutive or uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, deprecating towards designers is that it's hard for anybody with the design label associated with themselves or mm -hmm. their work to make an influence. But jobs we right. done, I think, has a different potential that it can I actually the decision making of an organization. And this isn't to say design thinking hasn't done that. It has. It has helped you know, influence that decision making and the metabolism of, of an organization. So I think I think job speed on only fuels fuels the fire there to help the metabolism of the organization become more human centered. Yeah, of course. I think that the fact that you talk to people and listen to people and listen, like when you were saying human centered, it could be your employees too. It doesn't have you to yeah. be someone outside the company. Like to really listen to them and to understand how can you make better? You can make a process Correct. better. It doesn't have to be a product Correct. or a solution or a service. Correct. Right? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the big potential for something which is so simple to understand that you could implement it and use it in so yeah. many different contexts. Like for right. for your people outside within yeah. your, your product and within your company. And right. as you said, like People from design, they are really aspiring to, to do more, like to impact more the, the, the product and the, the company as a whole. So if it yeah. gives them more leverage, I would like love to, to hear like more people using it and get, getting to the impact yeah. they want. Yeah, that's, that's the, the real right. challenge. Uh, it, it, it is the challenge. And again, I, 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 I want to be realistic that I think mm -hmm. Jobs to be Done has the potential to do all of that. It may not take on, you know, hold in your organization, or it may be it take a long time before you actually can reach that potential. And it might only be partial. It might only be at a project level that you use jobs, you know, in a way that influences that project. And there's lots of case studies in the book about that. Uh, Jake Mitchell has one when he was at CarMax, how they use jobs thinking to help um, create some new features for their online platform or um, um, uh, my, my friend uh, Vito from um, uh, Citrix, who used jobs uh, at, at uh, Trulia, he works for um, a real estate platform. Uh, they use jobs thinking to help recalibrate that service as well, too. So it can just be, uh, you know, a success on a project level, right? It, um, you know, we're not saying you're going to reinvent everything that you're sure. doing, and it's not going to be a panacea, and don't try to boil the ocean. But I think the potential is there. Right. The potential sure. is there to have this unifying language around being a human centered business. Um, but it, it, it's it, it's not a button. You don't just press the jobs to be done button and then and then boom, it happens overnight. Yeah. So, yeah. Nothing is a button. Yeah. Of course. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Of course. Yeah. I, I always just want to pull myself back when I hear myself talking about, oh, the potential of jobs to be done can be earth shattering and say, OK, yeah. but realistically, you're going to start somewhere <laughs> and you just make a little bit of a difference and then you make a little more of a difference and you make a little more of it. So it's additive yeah. and it takes time. Yeah. yeah. And th that's what's good in the playbook that you have, like small right. tasks. You can start exactly. doing small steps. You don't exactly. want to go yeah. everything yeah. off. So exactly. Okay. And, you know, I, I know a lot of methods like design thinking and right. interaction design, business models and all these other things. You might you might bring jo design thinking. Uh, sorry, jo jobs to be done inside of your organization and it might get rejected. 
And you know what? I'm okay with that's fine too. It's maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe it's right. not for every company in every industry at every stage in every you know life cycle of a, of a company. Maybe it's not the right thing. That's fine too. You know, so I'm not saying you have to. Everybody has to do jobs to be done on every. Pro, you know what I mean? I'm not, it's not right. that either. Yeah, I think it's another tool that you can just check right. if it's worked for exactly. you and your company exactly. or not. Like exactly. everything else, like we we are we know that we need to try things and we learn right. from that. Sometimes it's a very big success. Sometimes less, right? So. Yeah. Correct, this is correct, correct. very important to know that like when you're doing innovation you're just trying you're experimenting with with tools correct. and sometimes it's really the right tool for you and that's the right thing okay correct. so could you tell us where can we find you more i know you have a workshop right i i saw on linkedin y yeah workshop and and there is this book of course and how can people just reach you if they want to know more Sure. Um, so uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, or on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Jim Callback with no period or space, just at Jim Callback. Um, and I will be giving some workshops over the next, well, probably a couple of years actually now. I don't have them all planned out, but I do have um, over at Rosenfeld Media, uh, the publisher of my book, we have a workshop coming up in about two weeks. Um, and I don't know if you have that link. I can, I can I, find I'll the link add really the link. quickly. Yeah, I'll yeah, add the okay, link great. to yeah. the video. So it's, I, I saw it. Right, it's okay. Wonderful. Yeah, and I could That's say great. that I, as I was one of your uh, students in a workshop, it's so much fun, so you should do it. Great, great. Thanks for that. I, I, I appreciate the testimonial, Adi. Yeah, it's um, like I really did that. And it was lots of great. fun, you know. Like I was like so happy to meet you then, and I thought like you're thinking differently in, on on problems because once you see a problem and you have it like mapped or solved in the yeah. sense of really understand what is it, the, only then you, can you really do th something different with it and really understand it so. further, right? I, th so, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I really want to thank you for your time. It's been sure. such a pleasure and, and lots of fun with you. And I hope we're going to meet again, maybe even, you know, face to face, like two people. Oh. <laughs> maybe that's probably in the distant future, the way things are going right now. But I, yeah. I do. I do look forward to that day, too. Sure. Sure. So have a great day. Thank you for joining us from New Jersey, okay. right? You're from New yes, Jersey. New Jersey. Right. Yeah. Just across from Manhattan. So, yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks, everyone, for sure. listening in. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Yay. I'm Adima Zaukario, and you've been listening to the Invincible Innovation Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, invincibleinnovation.com, where you can learn more about our programs and my book, Innovating Through Chaos. I'll be waiting for you next week in our next episode. Thank you for listening.